Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Deja vu. What did you just say? Nothing, just a little deja vu. What did you see? What happened? A black cat went past us, and then another that looked just like it. How much like it? Was it the same cat? Might have been, I'm not sure. Switch, APOC. What is it? A deja vu is usually a glitch in the Matrix. It happens when they change something. Welcome to episode two of The Dearly Debated. I am your host, Greg, Return of the Prince, and I am alongside Nathaniel Redpill Levinson. I don't even know what that means. Seriously? But we, okay, we're going to have to have we, We're also joined, um, hopefully, by some, some much-needed help. Uh, Jason is here with us today, hoping to give yep. us some help. How's it going, Jason? It's going good. I am Jason, the much-needed help. I was not told I needed a nickname, so. It's because right. Next because after, after the last episode, we, we took one look at it, and we were like, this is getting out of hand. <laughs> All right. Um, so today we have a really, really cool topic. We're going to be uh, talking wait, wait, wait. about... First, oh. this week in history, maybe. Okay. So the These following may have happened in history. Uh, in 1999, restoration work was completed on The Last Supper and was reopened to public viewing. The delays were blamed on cheeky artists attempting to insert subtle anachronisms. For example, several disciples talking on cell phones, Peter wearing a Rolex, and John dabbing. The internal reports reprimanding the offenders fell into the hands of one Dan Brown, who was inspired to write the Da Vinci Code, saying, <laughs> if Jesus can be a DJ, then it's not a stretch to say he got married and moved to France. Never Cham- Chamberlain became Prime Minister of the UK in 1937. Uh, again, of this year, well, well, I guess I should say what day it is. I guess this doesn't make a lot of sense in context. Let's I say what day it is. Let the audience know. Uh, yeah, well, it is uh, May 28th, 2020. Uh, so in 1937, on May 28th, Neville Chamberlain was elected Prime Minister of the UK. When later asked about the invasion of Poland after the whole Hitler is totally a cool dude kerfuffle, all he could say was, I did not see that coming. Uh, in 1788, on May 28th, the Federalist Papers were published in book form. Uh, this notoriously led to the death of the chief author, author Alexander Hamilton, who, uh, who was chafed after the rights were, at, were acquired by Paramount and... and but after Paramount acquired the rights and cast Aaron Burr in the role of Hamilton, Burr only got the role after Washington's understudy resigned after seeing Burr in the streets down on his luck, wearing a cast after an unfortunate carriage incident. The understudy charitably offered Burr his lead role. This, of course, led to the use of the term, break a leg and you might get lucky when someone takes pity on you, shortened later to break a leg. Hamilton was so incensed he challenged Burr to a duel, and the rest is history. As he bled out, Hamilton's last words were, you bastards, I definitely look more like George Clooney. <laughs> And that's what happened this week in history. So I have to call out what it's false in that. No, I think it should be pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not great on history, but there's a few <laughs> red sure. flags that went up in there for me. You're right. It wasn't George Clooney. He said uh, he actually said Clint Eastwood. The break a leg thing. That sounds pretty legit, though. 
You make that up? Oh, 100% made that, that up. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Break a leg so people know that for you. Because I never even know where that, where that term comes from. This, this all was actually on the internet, so it's obviously completely true. Yeah. <laughs> this will be on the internet, therefore it's true. Yeah. All right. Well, after that uh, amazing segment, uh, we're going to get into our main topic. It's an exciting topic today. We're going to be talking about sequels and sagas, um, questions relating to sequels and sagas. We have some questions prepared. We're going to do our best to stay on topic yeah, here, right? Uh, after after the wonderful fiasco that was last time, we decided we need a little bit more structure in our in our podcasting etiquette. So instead of just having a topic and some questions that we might get to. So, for instance, you, Greg, you had written down several questions for last time, and we got through... Seven. You had, yeah. You, Greg had written down seven questions, and we got through one of them, and it took us an hour. <laughs> so, like, and then we had to stop halfway through our thought. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> wait like, a minute. We couldn't even complete it. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, you know, I think there is some merit to having a longer conversation like that, but we're going to try something uh, a little bit more PTI style. Uh, for those of you who don't know, PTI is a sports show where they just kind of rapid fire, go through topics on a timer... So we're going to try to do that today. So we're going to try a, a format that will hopefully keep us on topic, it'll, keep it'll, the stuff going, get it, let us get right to the meat of It'll keep us on topic. So, so we're, we're going to hand it over to Jason, and Jason's going to get these questions prepared for us, and he's going to start uh, kind of laying it on us and hopefully push this thing along. All right. All right now, All do right. you want to start? All right. Okay, so – so uh, where did we leave off? Oh, where should we jump back in? So we're, basically, so Jason, what, basically what you guys are saying is last uh, last episode you were talking about Star Wars, and your pacing was kind of like the uh, the Last Jedi. This time you want it to be oh a little more Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know how to respond to that. I do. <laughs> don't make me kill you. <laughs> uh, yes, let's just go with yes. Yeah. All right, we trust you. I have not listened to the last episode yet, so All right. fair enough. All right. So, without further ado, uh, Jason, lay it on us, my friend. All right. So, first question uh, that you guys provided to me so kindly is, what is the best saga, best movie saga? All right, best movie saga. Uh, I don't know if it's cheating to say The Lord of the Rings. They were a book adaptation. Uh, book adaptation is fine, but yeah, as long as it's a movie format. Okay, well then, I mean, I'm going to go with The Lord of the Rings. I think the biggest thing about sagas is if, if the co- if the story is coherent across movies, well, then then it's exciting and it's entertaining, and you can follow characters throughout movies. Or TV shows are entertaining. Um, and that, you know, those movies were unique in the fact that they were all filmed together. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and additionally, they're crazy long. But they still cut out so much from the books, and most of what they cut out is just fluff. Yeah. So they, they took all they took all this excellent stuff that they had in the in the trilogy. So I, I would say I would probably agree with you that that that's probably the best saga that's ever been made. Um, I would put forward uh, How to Train Your Dragon. I think is a great saga. Um, I think all three movies are fantastic, both by themselves mm-hmm. and as a part of this this whole journey. I don't really like how it ended, mm-hmm. but. You know, I, I, I wasn't angry about it. It was just like, oh, that wasn't the end I, I wanted. I wanted everyone to have, like, a fairy tale ending. Sure. Because I'm a sucker like that. But I, I, I loved How to Train Your Dragon. Every single one I thought was a great trilogy. Howard Short is the music for that one, I think, right? No. Howard, I mean, I Howard no Short idea. is Lord of the Rings. I have no idea. I, but I'm pretty sure he's got... Yeah. Uh, so, so I would put forward, since you took Lord of the Rings, I would put forward How to Train Your Dragon as uh, one of the best trilogies. Well, of course, I think the original Star Wars trilogy, the original trilogy, Star Wars trilogy... Are we breaking that up into three different ones? You, I think you could take them as a whole, and I think you could take it as individual choices. Are you allowed to take one through six? I want to take that one. <laughs> All right. You, I mean, yeah, you, you can take that. But I, I, yeah, I'm going to go with how to, how to Train Your Dragon. Okay. I'll stick with The Lord of the Rings. I don't know if it's cheating that they're a book adaptation, but that's those are like the best cinema 
the creations. I don't think it's cheating at their book adaptations. Yeah. It, it, they're damn good movies. You don't yeah. have to have read the books to appreciate the movies. Sure. Uh, John Powell did the music. John Powell. John Powell okay. music for How to Train Your. Thank it's you. This is great. All right. Well, I think strong source material is what's going to make a strong saga anyway. So sure. I don't, having a book wouldn't be cheating. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're right at the two minute mark, so we're going to move on. Um, so what would you guys, in contrast, say is the worst saga? Uh, sequel trilogy? <laughs> sequel, I mean, the sequel to Star, Star, Star Wars? Uh, okay, well, we're going to put that one to the side. We already oh, talked man. about why that's a, an, an absolute dumpster fire. I'm yeah. sure we'll um, talk about it more in the future. Yes. Um, that's a, okay, so I'm trying to think of a trilogy that was just really bad. I'm trying to think of one that was bad from start to finish, but you know, a lot of them aren't bad from start to finish. Can I nominate so, Twilight? I mean, have yeah, you seen okay, those? Yeah. No, I just recently uh, watched every single one of those, <laughs> mainly because coronavirus. <laughs> well, you um, got really bored. Yeah, yeah, those aren't good. No, so basically, what what I told myself was like, all right, you're just gonna have to think it's like some like teen TV show that you're watching, where you're kind of like, oh, like the acting is clearly horrible. Like it's really just made for like middle school girls, but like. There's at least characters that you can look at and kill a lot of time. And, man, it was even bad for that. Like, it, it, there was so many points in that. Like, even from, like, the first movie where you're like, why is this character doing that? Like, you haven't told me anything about them to justify why they're behaving that way. Like, you haven't done any work at all. all right. it's, just, it's just like, hey, he's really cute. All right, next scene. All right, you ready for me right. to say something super uncontroversial? Oh, boy. Transformers. But the first one was good. Yeah, but the saga's Garbage. Saga is garbage. It's kind of like the Which Land Before Time. Yeah, I mean, look. See, the thing is, I've never, I can't evaluate the Land Before Time saga. So I only watched the first one, which was excellent. Swan oh, Princess so as a saga is not very good. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> uh, it's a deep. It's a, it's, that's Swan a deep Princess oh, reference. First right one's there. fantastic. Second two do yeah. not hold up. But I wouldn't say worst saga ever. Um, yeah, I'd say Transformers. It just, it just heaps garbage upon garbage upon garbage. And the first movie wasn't that good. It wasn't good enough to yeah. hold up a saga to say, like, we'll talk about some other ones. I think I it's know. a pretty common theme, and we'll probably touch on this in later topics, that f- first ones tend to be pretty solid, and then yeah. the best ones are bad. Yeah. I just think that Twilight is unique in the fact that it started it's pretty bad. Tragic. And well, it was like, I mean, wow, that was really bad. Let's I, make See, I read more. the books. And <laughs> well, you talk I, about strong source material, that's like a tissue paper source <laughs> it's material. It's, I haven't read them. I heard bad. they were good. Oh, no, but also, my, my, my audience that told poor, me this were... 14-year-old girls. All right. We're, we're going on for a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and move you guys on to our next question, which is, what is the best sequel? Okay, this is this is a hard one for me to answer. Um, best sequel. Best sequel. Uh, Toy Story 2. Honestly, See, I, yeah. I, I think that's my favorite Toy Story. Um, and I like all the Toy Stories. I haven't finished four, to be honest. I watched half of it, but it was good. Um, but all, all the Toy Stories are solid, and I honestly think the second one is my favorite. I think it's. I think it's. It's. It moves all the characters. Move on and have different characters. Like there's there's character arcs, and there are callbacks to the first movie, but it doesn't stay in the first movie. Unlike something like your, um, like Shrek Two, which I would say is better than Shrek One, but the movies are so similar, it makes no odds. Yeah, I mean, I think a really difficult thing to find is. One, just a movie that has a good sequel. Like, like that's, that's in and of itself is like, oh, like a movie actually had a sequel that was pretty solid. But it's also super rare that it's like, oh, the beginning, like the first movie was kind of eh, and then the second one was really good. Was like really good yeah. Because you have examples like Star Wars, where it's like you have A New Hope, which is amazing, and you have, uh, you know, Empire, which is arguably better, and, and you know, maybe, maybe on the, like the detail side is a better movie, but it's hard to say, like, New Hope is still an amazing movie. Yeah. So it's it's hard just to yeah, clearly to be like, like oh, this, is, this is a better movie. If I had to pick 
um, a sequel that I liked better than the original. Um, this may be weird just because I know the X-Men whole, like, that's just madness. That There's, like, time travel, and there's, like, there's like different universes, and then you have Deadpool, which yeah, just throws everything off. Yeah, you have to separate, like, the X1 through 3, with, and then the right. Wolverine's, like, separate so stuff. So if you take the first ones, X1, 2, 3, I thought X2 was the best movie in that in that series yeah, by far. I, would agree I thought with it that. was excellent. And I, I, I did think that X1 was good, but I didn't think it was, like... Like I could go back and just watch X2 a mm. bunch of times just because I think they, they developed some really cool new characters. Well, I'm going to jump in here um, just because there's one I'm really surprised you guys didn't get into, and that's uh, The Dark Knight as mm. one of the best sequels. Uh, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Dark Knight is but I would still put- such a good movie. No, Batman Begins, good. Dark Knight, the best, hands down. Like, what a what a great... Uh, the thing is, The Dark Knight's so good that I think about it as a standalone movie just as like an example of this is an excellent movie. I was actually about to bring that up, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, I'd still put that in the category of, like, that whole series is good. Yeah. All three of those movies are excellent. Yeah. The first one is, in my opinion, I mean, like, I may have a stronger opinion on this, and I know that it's not, not the normal to think that it's, you know, it's just as good as the other ones. I think Dark Knight is probably the best out of the three, but I still consider them all to be at a very high level. Hmm. All right. What were you going to say, Uh Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2. Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a good yeah. call that's a really too. Good call. That's I a, think. I think. I mean, I'm biased, oh man, but I think. I think the Tobey Maguire Spider Man is the best Spider Man. <laughs> I think. Okay, so but we don't have time to get into this. My opinion. Let me give you my opinion real quick. Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker. Um, Andrew, whatever his name is, Garfield. was the best. Andrew Garfield was the best Spider Man. Tom Holland is the perfect marriage of both. All right, we'll in, touch on that later. In future episodes, I will talk about that in the link. We'll see <laughs> the banter section um, at the end. But yeah, so uh, moving on. Next question is, what do you guys think was the worst sequel at all, of all time? And since uh, I know y'all's opinions, we're going to steer clear of Star Wars sequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, good. Thank okay, you. well then I'm going to go, again, uncontroversial, uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3. was so bad that it caused an instant reboot. And then and then that got followed up with something that ended up being so bad, it they had to give it back to Marvel. Oh, so that man. was just so bad. And then I will also go to... Matrix Revolutions and Matrix no. Retarded. No. No, no, no. So, okay, so let me explain that. Here's why I think that that's such a bad movie sequel is because those two movie sequels did not need to exist. But the that, Matrix that's the is case for a lot of sequels. For a lot of sequels, but The Matrix was like a perfectly good standalone movie. That nobody needed anything else out of The Matrix. And The Matrix Re- Reloaded was like okay. But you got to be. Matrix Revolutions was absolute poopy trash. Think about think about Episode Four of Star Wars. Right, you have a pretty complete storyline. Sure. Lucas thought he was just going to make one movie. Sure, but there's but, a he, lot he, of he makes stuff. But it, well, but, but this is the same thing for the for the Matrix. Mm, he literally yes, he he ends the movie by putting out his little voice call that says, "Hey, if you're hearing this, yeah, it's an like, ambiguous." Like, ending but it doesn't need that doesn't need that doesn't mean it needed explanation but if you are a fan of the matrix you for sure want more after I, you watch that movie. i don't think i did not saying that, that they're amazing movies the sequels but i'm saying if you just watch like the first matrix you're like oh my gosh where does it go from here of course you say that i don't know i wouldn't put it up there with the worst sequels of all time i think you were much closer with your first take with, with well, Spider-Man. Well, when a sequel i think you may have hit it out of the park i don't know if um, i can think of anything that X3. bad <laughs> That, that's that's the one I was I was gonna bring up is that X one and two are great and then X three is is, is is out of there. Apparently, X Men Dark Phoenix did the exact same thing in a different way. I was gonna say they made the same movie again and killed the franchise. Again. <laughs> again. You want to make it like, like, I, kill I, a franchise? Add Phoenix add, into yeah, it. Yeah, try to do Dark Phoenix. The X Men cartoon, cheesy and ridiculous as it was, did a really good job with Dark Phoenix. Like, how do you mess up that? X cartoon is dope. Man. Right. I think uh, the Amazing Spider Man two. With Andrew Garfield, his second one was probably the worst 
Oh, that's the one yeah, with Jamie Foxx, right? Yeah, Jamie Foxx being – yeah, that one was uh, – See, the problem with that one is like I actually thought it was very entertaining as far as like the fight sequences. I remember watching it in theaters and thinking, wow, this is like a ride. It's like super – but I, I I remember sympathizing more with Jamie Foxx than I, than I did <laughs> yeah. and being like, hey, hey I'm kind Spider-Man's of on your side. Dick. F Spider-Man. <laughs> like this guy's an asshole. Like, well, <laughs> well mo- uh, trying to rein things back in and apparently we're going to have to talk about Spider-Man in a future episode because strong opinions there. Yeah, there's a lot um, to talk about with Spider-Man. A lot of to oh talk about with Spider-Man. I have a lot to talk about with Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. But um, – so, and my next question was actually just Matrix, which I think we've got that covered, but I feel like we should spin back around to Greg on worst sequel answers, because yeah. you've just kind of been replying. Uh, worst sequels? Um, okay, so I agreed with the Spider-Man. I agreed with the X-Men. Before, like, you stole it before I, I got it out there. Um, I think there are a few examples of of just, like, there's really bad contrast because the first ones were really good. I don't mm. think the sequels were horrendous. Like, they were really bad. But in contrast to the Honestly, first one, I, for me, it, it was, was where they took the story. It was yeah. really bad. Um, I would say uh, the Jurassic Park <laughs> and also the hey, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Jurassic Park both, and Pirates are both, both on this. Both examples of amazing first movies. You watch the first Jurassic Park. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, it's very good. amazing. It's so well done on every level. And literally from from that movie to the next is a huge, huge drop-off to where you're kind of like, the dinosaurs are carrying it along. I'm entertained enough. <laughs> and then you get to the third one, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is at, like it, it's unwatchable, and then you have the and, new ones that and are then just they didn't learn their trash. <laughs> um, and the same thing with with Pirates of the Caribbean. I would say the Pirates of the Caribbean is a little little more of a of a trickle off where it starts really really high. The first Pirates of the Caribbean is an amazing movie, and the second one gets a little crazy and funky, um, but it's still watchable to me. And the third one's like, oh, it's about time we wrap this thing up. And really <laughs> and glad it's the last one. And then they made two more, and it was really bad. So I would go with those two just because I was so disappointed because I loved the first ones. Mm. Well, my next three topics were Matrix, Jurassic Park, and Pirates of the Caribbean. So you guys got anything else to say on any of those? <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Matrix. Just, okay. just the Matrix. So right? let me, yeah. Let me, yeah, let me circle back to the Matrix just, just briefly. So, so one of the things, like the whole point of the second movie was there was a prophecy that Trinity was – spoiler alert for what? When did that movie come out? 17 years ago? You're spoiler fine. Alert. Spoiler alert. Um, there's a, the, whole, the whole movie is about uh, Neil trying to fight the prophecy that Trinity's going to die. That's the entire point of the entire movie is he, he's trying to save Trinity's life. He does it. He literally pulls a bullet out of her chest, which don't know how that reverses the fact that you were shot in the chest, but somehow that, that, that saves her. And then the third movie, she just dies. And I'm like, okay, so why did you make this? Why did you give me this whole – if they had just gone from one to three, I wouldn't have had a problem with Trinity dying. But when you spend an entire movie being like, we need to save Trinity, and then she just dies like that for no reason. It wasn't even like a, a meaningful death. Yeah, but it was I mean, just terrible. Well, and then the also whole be- ending of, of the the whole em- ending of the really wonky Jesus metaphor just didn't work for me. Well, but the thing is, like, so you, you have the second movie, and the th- and they're making a fourth one. So then, like, what yeah, the hell, guys? Well, yeah, we need. To- <laughs> but the second one, the the bigger thing that they were getting at was the contrast between the Oracle, who is prophesying things that are you know, quote unquote destiny. Sure. And you have the father of the matrix. Who's the architect. Who's just who, like, it's all bugs. Who, and who's literally just saying there is, there's an, there's, guy, a, there's a reaction to, to every action. Movie. And, but it does create a, a pretty, like, so I've gone back and I've watched that movie and, and I've, and I still watched that, like that, yeah. that scene where but, he talks to the architect and I'm like, Huh, like huh. I didn't think about the it thing like is, that. They, and it they brings like over-explained forth- that matrix stuff, but then you got like ghost, got ghost twins. And this one guy who's like, 
you can only kill them with silver. Like, where the hell did this all come from? And why, well, did, you, why did you not explain it's that? De- it's definitely a world that has a whole lot of, like, outs, right? Like, like you can kind of just be like, oh, well, well, it's a computer program. The They're hackers. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, right? It's a, but Whoa. I think they do a decent job at keeping it concise. I, yeah. In my opinion, I don't think the story falls apart at all. I think it that the movies aren't as entertaining. To I think me, the it first was one, the more time they spent out of the Matrix, the worse it got. Uh, but that's just, but that's an entertainment thing. Like you, you want to spend okay. time in the Matrix Maybe, because okay. it's inter- so interesting. I, I, you know, I wouldn't say it was like those are the, those are like those are just terrible movies. I I was just so disappointed at the end of the third one. I think that was a big one. That was one I was looking forward to so much. Where my expectations and the actual reality. You weren't going was, nuts for the fight scene. It got it, it, Hugo weaving. <sighs> Mr. Anderson. It got too samey. It got too samey. It, <laughs> okay, it, it, it DBZ'd itself. It DBZ'd, DBZ'd itself to death. Um, <laughs> Jurassic Park. Okay, so when Is I watched Jurassic World. Next, next topic Jurassic Park. We so, got to let Jason introduce them, Nathaniel. All right. Sorry. It's all right. We're, 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 we're working progress. Unbelievable. So when I, when I watched Jurassic World, literally my, like, oh my, my one gosh. thought during, during the. Okay, it, it wasn't great. No, it was bad. It was dude. bad. It was really and bad. And I was like, first of all, this whole Indosaurus Rex thing is <laughs> first of all, okay, the whole premise of the Indosaurus Rex, like people got bored with dinosaurs. It's Indominus Bull Rex, I think. <laughs> people aren't bored with regular zoos. And you're trying to tell me a crazy dinosaur island is no, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Like your entire premise it is but is wrong. I mean the 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 stoop like the, the more absurd thing I think is that you just you like you really can't come up with a creative idea given dinosaurs like like you have dinosaurs now that have already been introduced into existence by a previous amazing movie right so that's that's the gold mine you're dealing with and literally you can't come up with anything creative other than we're going to create another park and it's not like you couldn't have a whole movie about hunting dinosaurs. You couldn't have a whole movie about dinosaurs that are, that have like gotten into the city and they're eating people and no, no, like how they're handled. It's just it's just like here's the dinosaur so movie that would have been good. Dinosaurs are pets, but the collars that keep their uh, urges under control, someone hacks them so they start killing their owners. That's way too close to the last one where they can control them. Where it's like, hey, he's got a laser on his head. I was gonna say, you know, they did overcome that problem. You know, in the uh, first movie, the new trilogy, they introduce a genetically altered dinosaur that's going to kill everybody and escapes. And in the second movie, they introduce a genetically altered dinosaur that's going to kill everybody and escapes, but they can control it. You know, they're making progress. <laughs> and then now we can do it, it to humans too, then, right? Because the then, girls yeah. are fake the and whole then, time. And then the, the thing that the thing that like two. Okay, I was pretty taken out of the movie, but the thing that sealed the deal for me where I was like, "This is a trash movie. I'm never watching this again." Was when the dinosaurs are escaping and the main female lead, who was just like. Plank of wood the whole time. Like, totally plank. We'll call him um, Plank. He's escaping from a dinosaur in high heels. Sprinting in high heels. <laughs> and literally, in my brain, I'm about to get a little vulgar. I was like, nah, but you did. Like, I just, like, that, that was the only thing. I was like, no, I, I'm done with this movie. <laughs> it's, I think it turned into And then a, the one person who died horrifically did not deserve it. Well, well it turned into a monster movie really quickly where, where the original Jurassic Park isn't. It's, it's a really well-told story that has dinosaurs in it as opposed to a story that only exists to show dinosaurs. Where this one, it was like the end of in, the end of the first one yeah. was let's have the T Rex fight in Dominican Rex, Dominican Rex, <laughs> Dominican Rex, <laughs> Rex. And then the second one was let's have the let's have the Velociraptor come back and fight him. And and that was what the whole movie was for. But we're getting and, cut and off also, here. We're getting uh, cut off. I was gonna say yeah. Um, did you guys have any more thoughts on that? Really quickly. Really quickly. Um, and this is not a problem necessarily with Jurassic Park. This is kind of a whole thing. Like. They're always like, oh, we need to make this sort of weapon. What is wrong with guns? Did guns stop working? <laughs> dinosaurs Did guns are more and bombs efficient. stop working? Like, are you an idiot? You can just shoot a dinosaur, right? Sure. Dinosaurs lived before bullets. They did not evolve to have 
super bulletproof skin. They Shoot a dinosaur, it dies. Shoot a person, it dies. Guns are fine. All right, okay. keep anyway, us on track, Jason. Nope, I mean, but then you can mount the guns on the dinosaurs. Okay, that's, that's going to be the next one. Yeah. But that's totally different from saying... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're moving on. All right. So, Plus circling, they, they do that in Far Cry. Circling back to Pirates of the Caribbean. Any other thoughts on Pirates? Man. Oh, man. That makes okay. me sad. I really like the first one. The first Pirates too, of the I Caribbean okay, Here's the only is... thing I'll say. What do you expect from a series that was built off of a ride in Disney Park? No, anyway. but like you can't say it like that because mm-hmm. the first one was good, right? Like, the yeah. first one was so good. Like, you developed yeah, characters absolutely. that were amazing. But it's just like, how much can you actually squeeze out of that? It's pirates. I think they got it. Yeah. It's like quirky pirates on the ocean. It is that are kind of, hilarious. They, the, the thing is, they lent too far. They lent too hard into the supernatural side and not hard enough on the actual pirate side. Yeah. It became like a supernatural thing. Yeah. With like with a pirate background instead of a pirate thing with some supernatural stuff in the in, that's that happened to be there. Yeah, and and that's 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 my whole point on it being really a really a poor sequel because you you had that in the first one. And you and like and that's fine. Like to have a little bit of like, hey, there's like there's a curse, and because I mean, like that's part of that's part of like pirates, right? Like you know, they believe in curses. There's all these weird, you know, undertones of pirates where it's like you can't do this or you can do that. Yarr. And so yeah, and and so there's this like there's this cursed treasure, quote unquote. And the next movie's like, all right, we had success with the first one. Let's try to recreate it in a different they way. Now and now in, now instead of skeletons they turn into fish. And it just it didn't like Oh yeah, that was like you did the same thing but worse. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, it was uh, It's a new type of undead pirate every yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, and and I mean honestly And then the, the whole calypso like, "Oh, this big woman just turned into yeah, she, crabs." Yeah, like, she, is that a metaphor? When she uh, got when she grew into a giant and then burst into crabs. I was like, uh, if I was I, watching I, the theaters on my acid? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Have you not seen this, John Boney? <laughs> and and it, what you didn't hear, if you turn the volume up, you can see as it kind of happens, you can just hear, ah, ka 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 ka. All right, I was thinking Jason. in the background, you heard uh, the song Shiny from Moana. Shiny! <laughs> that was before Shiny. It was yeah. not before what Mr. Krabs. <laughs> Great movie. Well, Let's talk about, about the future. Right talk about Moana and uh, the movie Coco. Yeah, how much you love Coco. It. Oh yeah, we got um, to do a Pixar episode. <laughs> yeah, Pixar definitely needs to come up. Um, so we kind of touched on some of this already, but let's go into it on a little more detail. What makes or breaks a sequel or a saga for you? We hmm. can start with what makes it for you. So what makes a good saga? Uh, I think the best, the thing that, that creates a really good saga is planning on making a saga. <laughs> I mean, and, and you can, like, like, and I'm not, I'm going to force myself to not go back to Star Wars, the sequels. Um, but when you make a movie that is intended on being a saga, you can, like, your character arcs and the overall theme of the movie isn't meant to just end with that movie, right? Like, so if you watch the first Lord of the Rings, You'd be you'd be like, wow, this is a really interesting movie. Why aren't there more? And like, if that was just it, you'd be like, this doesn't make any sense. But at he all. didn't get the Ring to Mordor, right? Like, and like, because the, the purpose of the movie stretches across three films. And so, when you make a movie that that's planning on making sequels, you have room for your characters to maybe in one movie they're a little bit of a Mary Sue and they just kind of do everything right. But you're planning on making them like kind of be a screw up in the next movie to learn a lot and then to ultimately reach their goal or like their pinnacle as a character. So I think what makes a good sequel, a good trilogy, is planning characters out through multiple movies and having their arcs stretch along multiple movies and have things <clears throat> that you mentioned in earlier movies actually follow through on on later movies. It's not yeah, that hard. I, I would say 
you don't even necessarily need to have an arc that spans across the entire saga. Although, you know, it, it, you know, I feel like some of that is, is necessary to make it a saga and not just a sequel. But to me, what makes a good sequel versus a bad sequel is you have the same characters experiencing different trials, having different growths, and you know, you're learning more that you didn't learn in the first movie. What makes a bad sequel is when you can say, like, how was that different from the first movie other than the setting? Which might sound like, well, you know, the setting was the same. But what really makes a bad sequel for me, like uh, Anchorman 2, or uh, the comedy sequels, I think, are the worst defenders of this, because they had one good comedy uh, movie that was really funny, that everyone loved, that was super mem- mimetic, everyone was quoting it all the time. And they make a second one, and it's exactly the same as the first one. And, and you're like, that... That wasn't as good as the first one, because I've already seen all this. So it's just a bad movie now. And, it, it, and the jokes that were funny become unfunny. I think it, it, you can kind of have, have a corollary in uh, Kung Fu Panda. I'll bring up Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda, all three movies are good. But none of them do anything that's significantly different from the other two. Iron Man, one, two, and three. Um, they do different things. They have different villains. But the arcs are incredibly similar for all three. So I, the first yeah. one is great, and the second two just fall flat for me because he's not really... Tony Stark is not really growing in any mean. Like the second one, he has closure with his dad, and the third one, he has closure. We said we weren't going to mention that the MCU man. Well, you got you to back off that. Oh, crap. You're right, uh, but but I'm, I'm <coughs> taking developed that, inside that movies. I'm taking that chunk. We hadn't actually trilogy. said that on the air. So yeah, yeah. I, okay. we didn't actually mention that. So um, do you want to segue in off of that? In contrast, while we since we opened the MCU thing, I would say like you were talking about a movie where you've got a character that's kind of a Mary Sue, then you get some character development, this thing's change, and then uh, it just keeps going. I think Captain America's trilogy is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. In the first movie, a lot of people didn't like it because he was just this guy that was, uh, he was always doing the right thing, he was kind of a boring character, and you were able to develop, develop that and establish that. And then Avengers, Winter Soldier, you take him out of his you know World War II setting, dump him into the modern world, and that's what makes him interesting. Yeah. I agree, because in, in the first one, right, I, I liked the first one. I thought the first one was great. It you know, establishes the character. It shows you this is who he is and this is what he's about in 1945 World War II era. And then you pull him into the modern world, like you said, and Winter Soldier and the other things happen. He realizes, I can, you know, if I'm trying to hold on to my values, I have to operate differently in some respects. Because it's no longer, oh, the government is, is you know, like in World War II, you could say, oh, the government is legitimately fighting a good fight here mm-hmm. against the Nazis. Now it's, oh, the government's doing some shady stuff. I don't know if I'm always in agreement with the government anymore, right? I'm not a soldier anymore. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I would say Captain America, I think, had, had excellent character growth over multiple movies that had differing plots. He wasn't facing the same challenges, and he grew through all three. Yeah. Um, and, of course, all the other... That, there's there's the a lot to I say about MCU. MCU let's let's, let's, they, let's, they let's put the cork back on that real quick before we get lost. Moving on. And I did want to follow up on one thing. You were talking about the Lord of the Rings and how it's a good sequel and how at the end of the first movie you'd be like, it wouldn't make any sense because you'd be leaving it off. And uh, the reason for that is it was made of three books that were never supposed to be three books. They were just one story. Right. (laughs) So um, that Lord of the Rings almost should just be one super long movie. I thought of another worse sequel. What? That wasn't his fault. Kill Bill Volume 2. So you know the story behind the Kill Bills? Sure. I mean, so, 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 um, Tarantino shot it as one film, and the studio came back and said, "This is too long. You have to break it up into two. And he was like, "Fine." So he just chopped it up achronologically. All the good stuffs in the first movie. <laughs> 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 so the first movie is awesome, and the second one is just like, it was so boring. So she's got a kill list of five people. She gets four of them in the first movie. 
or three of them in the first movie. And so the, I did the, think it ended the, the second like, movie is a weird. snooze fest. All right, hit us with the next right. one, Jason. Okay, so um, so I have a question, and you said put the bottle back on the MCU stuff, no, but you had a really great up. question uh, in the initial when we originally talked about this, and it's how do you guys think the MCU having a shared cohesive universe has affected saga movies since that started? I would say the MCU is somewhat unique in what they've been able to do and other companies attempting to do it have not seen success because they didn't understand how it worked. Because if you look at the movies, they are more or less self-contained. You can watch the Captain America trilogy. You can watch the Iron Man trilogy. You can watch the Thor trilogy. You can watch all of those by themselves and enjoy them. And, and you won't have lost too much if you haven't seen the rest of it. It does become more cohesive when you watch all of it. But they, they mostly because of having to pay salaries, they've kind of kept the, the movies as individual entities. Yeah. They obviously have the Avengers crossovers, but right. those, again, are mostly self-contained. And the, so I would say to watch Endgame, the only movie uh, you have to watch is Infinity War. It, and it's not, it's not like, like this is kind of why we've, we've kept them out a little bit of these, this sequel conversation. But I think a big thing that they're doing is they're kind of moving into what the TV show world mm-hmm. does. Where, where, like, think about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones did a really good job of this, where it developed characters... It separated these characters. The characters developed on their own, and then they get brought back together. And the excitement there is that you've got you've been following all these characters separately, almost on their own storylines, and you're really excited to see what happens when they meet each other. Because it's not like a, a typical sequel where it's just like all the characters go and do this, all the characters go and do that. The next chapter is this. When you when the MCU broke into it, it started looking like, hey, this is one guy doing one thing, this is another guy doing another thing. Your imagination as a viewer is already like. Man, what if these guys meet? What if Batman met Superman? What would that look like? And then the movie goes and, and, and does that for you, and and they and they fuse them together. Um, and I just think that the MCU doesn't necessarily concern itself with like with forcing itself to have to continue a story. It can make yeah. a completely new one and then just just feed the audience what they want, which is to see these these two storylines converge. Yeah, it, it has. It, they've had a deliberately light hand on meta narrative. And they've used it basically as a teaser to mm. say, ooh, you gotta watch this movie, ooh, you gotta watch this movie, which. Right. Because hey, it's just gonna it be works. like little snippets it's in a, there that are, they're gonna feed you into like. It, the it's story. a little insidious, but at the same time, it's like. If they didn't do such a good, darn good job. Yeah, if it wasn't it, so if it wasn't upset, well executed, so you'd, be like, you'd be like, you corporate whores. <laughs> but, I mean, they are, but. Yeah, I still feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I do too, but hey, it works. I get my money, so. <laughs> All right, so just. Uh, Really quickly, I was thinking about a couple sagas we didn't get into. Maybe get your hot takes on them. Yeah. Uh, the Indiana Jones saga. Oh, uh, first three are all excellent. Fourth one is a hot pile of poo that didn't actually happen. I'm going to, you know, if I wish You're it. You're going to say it didn't happen? If I wish upon a star. <laughs> hey. There are three Indiana Jones movies. That's my final answer. I, okay, I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. I like the original, I think, quite a bit better than the next two. See, uh, it's funny because Temple of Doom was the first one I ever saw, so that's the one I like the most. So it, it's it's weird. As a kid, I remember watching them, and I just remember all the entertaining parts that I really really liked. Thinking, mm-hmm. oh man, what what movies are those in? And they just kept being in the first one. I'm like, oh, what's this part <laughs> in? Like, that's the first one. Well, I'm like, oh, but Golly, this one. Ma-ha. It's like, no, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's in the first ridiculous. One. But come on, that's fun. If it, I mean, like, 
they're fine. Like I, I think they do a good job at keeping like the same tone throughout all three mm-hmm. movies. It doesn't feel like it's done by a different hand or anything. But in my opinion, the first is, is stands out quite a bit. Yeah, it, I, you know, I think you could argue, and John Williams. I, I feel I mean, like you could argue anyway on the the original trilogy. But I think we can all agree that Crystal Skull was. Hey man, bad fan fiction. I, I like what's his face. Who, who's the kid in that Shia one? LaBeouf. Shia, LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. I think Dude. he's a good actor, man. Shia uh, LaBeouf's good. He's a good actor that keeps getting put in terrible movies. Yep. <laughs> it's not I, his fault. I could get it's on board with fault. that. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. Um, so you said uh, second movie is your favorite. Temple of Doom is your favorite. Uh, Raiders is your favorite. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Third movie is actually my favorite. Out really? Of the original three. And I actually, I did not think that the fourth one was as big of a dumpster fire as everybody says. It was pretty bad. I mean, Shia LaBeouf swings wa- with I- monkeys and keeps up with cars in that movie. It's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I did enjoy it. Um, I didn't think the aliens completely destroyed it, but it was I, fun. I thought it was There's so supernatural stuff dumb. in the first ones. Also, you, you realize they killed that entire town. Like everyone in that town, just dead. Like, yeah, once yeah, was, whoops. Once it was mentioned, I like went ahead and thought, oh, that could have been mentioned for the worst sequel ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be up there with the worst it's sequel a, ever. Yeah, that might be that might be one of the worst. Just because ever. it was also done, it was so abrupt. It was like you have this original trilogy that's like it's kind of like timeless. It's like they're a classic. It's almost like if you just randomly redid. Like like uh, Back to the Future and just made one movie and it was it was terrible. <laughs> You're like, let's just pretend it didn't they ma- they made Fourth Indiana Jones and then just <clears throat> how can so. you do this? This is outrageous. It's unfair. <laughs> it's okay. The fifth one is still in development. You know, oh, it's, only, it's been in development just, for like, ten years I'm now. Just, but it's still I don't there. understand why they're coming out with the Matrix Four and why it's supposed to come out at the same time as John Wick Three. Now, John Wick Three is already out. Okay. You're talking about John Actually, Wick Four. This is gonna be a real big sidebar. Do y'all ever see um, Please Be My – Always Be My Maybe? It was like a Netflix rom-com. Nope. Oh, did it have – is that the it, one with him with the where Keanu, he's on a flight oh with that girl? Oh, my gosh. It's so – it's the best Keanu playing an, playing an exaggerated Keanu that you'll ever see. <laughs> he only so, ever plays Keanu Reeves. We'll, we'll, have, to, we'll have to watch himself. that. But. So, I'm going to put of, sale uh, in here. So speaking of uh, Keanu, um, I actually have the – correct answer for the worst sequel of all time and we recently watched it together and it was bill and ted oh jeez, oh, that was rough because bill and ted one is is is, is legitimately is fun good. it like, really it's, is a it's fun a stupid movie. movie but i loved it it's like and bill mean, and ted I was, two i was just like i was laughing out loud yet? bill and ted two was hard Yikes. to get through it was yeah. it was it was pretty painful yeah i did not enjoy bill and ted two it was like that was not a good movie good I, I kind of had I, I kind of blocked that from my memory but yeah, yeah. that was whew. Oof. That was a rough Any movie. List movies or yep. series on the table. Well, what, what's you, got, you got something to add? Well, yeah. I just went through Arrested Development mm. in seasons one through three. I was laughing out loud, and like season four, I was just in pain the, trying to get to the end. of The, the problem is there are too many TV shows to do. Yeah. That, though. Now what? I, what we could do? We got what? We got our ten minute wrap up. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was going to throw out. Harry okay. Potter franchise. If you guys wanted to I, comment on that, I thought all. the Harry Potter. I thought the movies were good. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think the Harry Potter movies. I remember at the time, now. so so I watched before before you freaking cut me off. No, uh, I watched the first. Okay, so the first two Harry Potters were done by the same director. Um, they had the same guy playing Dumbledore, mm. and um, it is John Williams or, or Hans Zimmer that does. Oh shoot, one of the two that does the, that does the, that does the music. All three of those things change for the next movies. 
at, at the time, it, it killed it for me. I was like, I was like, the third movie is just horrendous. It's so I, bad because I was so upset that they changed like the whole the theme okay, with the music. Dumbledore died, so like yeah, yeah. it, it wasn't that. their fault. But Bring his corpse it, back. Look at like a puppet. He was, he was pretty much a corpse in the first. Oh, and he, but okay, he was definitely a better Dumbledore than the the guy they picked oh. was too high energy. Yeah, like well, I mean, the, it literally just seemed like he was like, about to die. Dumbledore asked calmly. I mean, okay, so I'll, I'll just say that now, at, at this point, I, I actually really enjoy all of them. I think mm. they're all done really mm. well. I think, I mean, it's an, it's pretty amazing that you took three, I mean, more than three actors, honestly. It's all the actors, except for Dead Dumbledore. Um, and you, you extended them through eight movies. And, and, like, a lot of them started as young little kids, and by mm-hmm. the end, they're adults. And it's it, it was pretty yeah. interesting. And not a lot yeah. of movies give you that. Yeah. Um, and so, two things I'll say about Harry Potter. First, um, I love them. I think they're great movies. Uh, we definitely have them to blame for the splitting of movies into two parts. Mm-hmm. And they changed the ending of Seven in a way that was dumb and needless. So I'm going to get real nerdy for a second. In the movie, Harry breaks the Elder Wand and throws it off a bridge. Right? In the books, he buries it in Dumbledore's grave and says, when I die of natural causes, it'll break the curse of the Elder Wand. Which is a way better ending. And why could you not do that? They had Dumbledore's grave and him burying Dumbledore. So I don't know why they changed it. It was stupid and pointless, and I hated it. But I still like the movie. Sure. Sand. Sand. All right. I think this question will be really quick. Final question. In this age where we are going back, we're looking at movie sagas, good movie sagas like uh, Indiana Jones, like, uh, well, it's debatable on the Matrix side of things for you guys, but where we're reviving them. You know, we talked about Jurassic World a little bit. Are, th- are there any that you rip. think have actually pulled off reviving pulled the off franchise? Mm. And um, are there any that you're Spider-Man pulled off reviving to? the franchise after the second okay, try. Okay, time out. <laughs> it doesn't count if you... That, that's just a remake. Okay, yeah, okay. I, was gonna say, I, I mean, well, you know how many Uncle Bens there have been? I'm Jeez, to think he of, dies I'm, every time. You'd have <laughs> to give guy. me a list of... Because I can't... I, my brain's going blank right now think, trying to think of movies that, no, got, there that were been dead a, for like 10, for 10, 20 years and then they brought, brought them back. There have been... I think Fury Road Ma- was amazing. Okay, but the thing is, Mad, Mad Max, Max was Fury also wasn't yeah. that also a, a Mad remake? Mad Max Fury Road, it was kind of a soft reboot. That was the first thing I thought because Mad Max is un- like I love that movie, and the original ones are just they're silly almost. Like you I thought, I thought like, Fury Road was odd. was like a soft reboot. Like it's it's not the same. If you Max, call that if you call that like a a yeah, if you call it a reboot, then excellent. If, if you call it a remake, which I think it kind of is. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd have to go back to the originals. I'd have to category. look at the chronology. I'll <laughs> have to get the flow chart out. For the Furiosa movie. Huh. Could be good. We're making the same director, George Miller, Ooh, came out of his could be good. That could be good. You guys okay. know there's going to be another Jurassic World? <laughs> uh, of course there well, is. Well, yeah, it made too much money. <laughs> I like Jurassic World. What? Seriously? Yeah. Go Get out. <laughs> we'll have to have you on next. He also hates Coco, so get out. But you like Moana, so you can stay. So get out. I uh, so, um, yes, you want to talk about a little bit. Talk about a really good, uh, you know, contrast between having good source material and not having good source material, keeping almost everything else the same. You have the Harry Potter movies based on the books, I thought and Green then you have Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them Nothing. based on a fictional Nothing. book. Fictional text. No, they, book. Ha, she, they that, that uh, Fantastic Beasts is in print. It's like ten pages long. Yeah, it's in print. I do. I do remember. And this See, is a true story. So I watched Fantastic Beasts. I 
I just kind of thought it was like okay, like it's kind of just suckling off of like like the fame yeah, was, of, 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 of like Harry Potter, and like yeah, it was all right. It was weird that they were the, all of a sudden like, "Hey, I'm best. actually Johnny Depp," and it was it was kind of odd. But then I went to go watch the, the next one, and I saw it had a 26 percent on like either Metacritic <laughs> or Rotten Tomatoes. I don't even know if it was 26 percent. It might have been in the teens, and That's I was like, I, I didn't think it was that bad. I couldn't even reach forward to hit play. Was it that bad? I mean, no, it was, I, I, I never watched it. Was, it. It, it was wasn't okay. like it was part two of a five movie size. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty generic, but there were some interesting things that happened. It wasn't. A, I didn't look at it and say this is a bad. It wasn't. It was no Last Jedi. So let's move on. All right. Um, and uh, same thing, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit. Hobbit. The thing about The Hobbit is, first of all, again, the source material is a great book. Yeah, it would have been. But it's not that long. And second of all, you could, when you watch The Lord of the Rings, you can feel the love that went into making that. It was mm-hmm. really a labor, labor of love. was not the same with The Hobbit. The, well, the first thing I've noticed was when their the, the first encounter with the goblins, you're like, you couldn't even bother to make the CGI goblins look different from each other. They're all identical. Well, I think the, the biggest problem is the contrast there. Because if that movie comes out, right? If The Hobbit comes out, you've never seen The Lord of the Rings. You might think, think like, it's well, like, it's decent. Like, I think kind of we'd funny. still be like, why is this three movies? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like I agree with that. It did get a little long. And, you're, and like I can't even follow the storyline. I'm just like, what movie was that one from? They added a lot of nonsense in there with a cape from Lost. Yeah, like, like like they throw Legolas Which, in there. Well, if they throw Kate from Lost in there, and and the problem from Lost, I don't know who the hell that is. <laughs> she's the one that plays. Like, she plays the elf that falls in love with the dwarf. Uh, was that in the book? I don't think that no, was in the book. No, right? No. Yeah, of she's course also, they throw uh, the wasp in the MCU. Yeah, yeah that's true. Oh. Um, but I think the problem is you watched that after watching the greatest feat in cinema history, which yeah. is the original Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and so you're like, huh? It's Absolutely terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like, it should it have been seemed... one movie with the same amount of love given to Lord of the Rings, and it would have been good. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just make it one movie, now, and it can be like, hey, this is a nice little great. echo. Oh yeah, sure. But then he dies in the first five minutes of the next episode. I'm like, seriously, all that build up, and then you cliffhangered me, and then he's dead. I will say that that, that is a much harder one to yeah. do than the Lord, than the Lord of the Rings series. Oh yeah, yeah. the Hobbit oh, yeah, yeah, has yeah. a lot of funny like like those in, in the actual book. The dwarves are singing constantly. They've all got like purple and orange and green beards, and like that's just hard. Like it's hard to, to translate that into a real movie, as opposed to the Lord of the Rings. It seems a little more mature and a little less. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the Hobbit really. was intended to be a quick, right. easy read for kids. So, uh, just a little bit of time to wrap up here. Is there anything else you guys wanted to go back over? Uh, this should probably be its own topic, but I, I want to just, like, real quick. TV series, because you brought up Game of Thrones. Yeah. And by all accounts, that had a really bad ending. I used that well, as an example. I, I didn't want to so get into Game of Thrones. I just want to real, real quick get into, thing. like, TV series that had really good endings, that had really bad endings, just really briefly. Okay, right. we'll have another episode. I can think of a few TV shows that I hated the endings. Well, that, that's – okay, so, so I was just talking about this with a friend where when you have a TV show that has a set ending – let's give How I Met Your Mother an example. Mm-hmm. So How I Met Your Mother has a set ending. It's how he meets his mother. Like, sure. Ultimately, that's going to be the end of the show. Sure. And, and you know it's going so to end that way. So how do you botch it so horribly? <laughs> well, but the, but the problem is that everybody's expecting this to be a certain way, and when you do it – in a way that they didn't like, you know, like, like it's almost impossible to please people. And I'm not saying I, I, I totally get that. I'm not defending them at all because I think they did a really lazy job of it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, but I'm going to contrast that with The Office, where you have a show that has really no purpose and it can end however the hell it wants to end. And so it did a really good job, in my opinion, of ending. 
Yeah, I, I thought have, Parks and Rec had a very good ending. Yeah, I was going to say, I would argue The Office had like three different really good endings stretched throughout <laughs> it. You got uh, Jim and Pam's wedding, when Michael uh, leaves, and then the actual end of the show, all of which they could have capped it right there and it would have been good. Yeah, so so let me just really quickly, one show that I loved that had a great ending, one show that I loved that had a terrible ending. Uh, Parks and Rec, I thought, had a fantastic ending. Um, they did like a future episode where they kind of implied a lot of things that you wanted to happen, but they didn't outright state it. They basically imply that Leslie Knope becomes president or is on her way to becoming president. Um, and everybody has, you know, they, they check in like, here's where everybody moved on to, to, to good things. Battlestar Galactica, which was amazing. It had a crazy good finale. either of these. Right up, uh, I'm about to spoil it for you. Right up until the last ending where it was just like, what? Why didn't you just end on the last episode? Because mm-hmm. they like go and they colonize the new planet, and that's where they should have ended. But then they they had to have this whole thing where it's like, oh, and you know here are the natives, and 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 one of the half Cylon babies ended up being gen- mitochondrial Eve, and then it goes into the future, and the Cylon angel people are, which was never explained. Mm-hmm. I never understood who they, who they were. Are there and they're like it's happening again? The Cylon's gonna blah, blah, blah. like what the hell was that? You can't end well, on like a moral thing. That wasn't the point of the whole show. So, so the interesting thing about that is Battlestar Galactica has announced a sequel set in the same universe that's going to be coming out uh, in the near future. Seriously? And then uh, let's save. Have either, so, if either of you guys watched? Um, you talked about Parks and Rec. Love Did it. y'all watch the uh, the comeback reunion episode? Yeah, 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 that, that was, was basically just the, the Zoom coronavirus call. That was announcement. Fun. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Um, we'll save TV shows for, for yeah, later. Yeah, I think TV shows can be their own. But I'm just thinking about endings that were... All right, you. well, I think that was a much more concise episode. Yeah, it was better. All right, so now now I want to give just a brief time. If there's anything that anyone said and you want to call them out, we're going to have a little thing that... We're going we're gonna to end with a little thing I'm going to call Explain Yourself. Explain Yourself. So if anyone said something you thought was controversial... Put them on the spot. It's controversial. Like you had you, you you take umbrage and we didn't have time to get into it. I feel like you did say something that I was kind of like, really? I think you said, oh, worst worst sequels ever as the Matrix. I thought that was pretty appalling. Um, just because, and, and not because I don't agree that the first Matrix is clearly better than the second two. I just think there are way more examples of horrible. Sequels. Well, and we did get into it, like the Crystal Skull and yeah. Uh, I also think that the uh, like the that. addition of X, Spider-Man, X, X, uh, the original three. series, really changed a lot because Spider we were all thing. like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, really but good it's movies. Just, <laughs> it's just when I think of a, a, I guess I could say, maybe not worst sequel ever, but you know the ones that disappointed me the most. Because mm-hmm. I really, really liked the original I'm Matrix. Still, I don't think and then, I still and then the sec- Well, see, there. the thing is, the second one, I was still on board, even if people were like, this is terrible. I was still on board, and then I saw Matrix Revolution, and I was like, that was a terrible... And it made the second one worse for me. We'll see if the fourth one revives it. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That is basically the entirety of our media existence now. Let's, yeah, see, right? if, like, let's see if this new movie can revive our dead franchise. Yeah, let's see, let's see if it can, it can rescue our dead franchise and explain. If they, if they do like parallel universes, I'm going to lose it. Maybe it'll do what Star Wars did, and it'll just make the, uh, the sequel and the, and the third one seem really, really good. No. Oh, that's one thing I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out on. Um, so you talked about the, the, the what makes it breaks a trilogy – being not having a plan. Yeah. Well, Lucas didn't think New Hope was going to get sequels. Okay. I, I thought about that too. I, I, well, I but I did explain why that usually is the case. I think that that's see, that's that's now, impressive. See, now, see, here's the thing. Let, let me let me try to. I I don't disagree with you. Okay. But I think you phrased it in a way that that 
could be I don't think you phrased it the best way you could. Sure. Because I don't Lucas had no idea New Hope was gonna take off like it did. But then when he went to craft the sequels, he did it very carefully and deliberately. Right. Well, Whereas here Disney was just like, Hey you make a movie, hey you make a movie, hey you I make a movie. I don't do they, think do that, they cohere? I don't know, we're still toys. Woo! I, I don't think that, that points to oh look that can be done and that's a good way to do it. I think that points more towards that was just really impressive that he was able to pull that off. Yeah. Because yeah. that is just – I still stand by what I said. Oh, no, That's no, how I, you make I a agree. bad series so is that you I, don't I, you plan point that to it as an exception. And, and things to develop over multiple movies. I think it's so impressive that Lucas can make movies that you can enjoy by themselves. Mm-hmm. But you can also watch in a whole across six movies and really enjoy them and, and be like, these are really fun on their own individually. And I can also enjoy them as a whole because they're coherent. I'm, I'm going to throw in the know, counterpoint. Um he did plan one, two, and three from the beginning, and it's an inferior trilogy to the original. Um, I don't think it's an inferior trilogy, but we'll save that you know, for another time. Greg, I feel like you're being—you're just alienating part of part of our audience here. There's not just six Star Wars movies. No, there, there, are, just are, there seven. are seven. Seven. Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One exists. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's beautiful. I I am so sorry, Jason. Thank you for you, calling me out. Maybe on Maybe even seven and a half. All right, all right, all right. So let's so let's end with this. I'm going to bring it back to Star Wars. Rank. As we always will. We always will. We always have. We we're just gonna have to make that a thing. Like we always end with something about Star Wars. <laughs> can we, can, we can't just keep going. How many we've all? No, no, no. Did? This is fast. This oh is fast. This is fast. This is fast. This, this is, is not it. gonna be fast if you say Star Wars involved. No, no, no. Here it is. The no explanation given. Okay. No rhyme or reason. You're not allowed to explain yourself. List the nine movies in the main saga from worst to best. Okay. Um, the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Rise Agreed. of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Agreed. The Force Awakens. And now it gets hard because you're getting into the good ones. Clone Wars, episode two. A New Hope, episode four. I'm going to go Empire, episode five. I'm going to go episode three, then episode one, Phantom Menace, and then episode six. All right. I I just want to, you know, in the explain yourself, Empire, that low? <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Um, but we're not explaining this. We're moving on. All right, sorry. Uh, so I would go, worst is Last Jedi. I don't think there's any argument here. Would mm-hmm. you agree with that? Yeah. Worst is Last Jedi, then Rise of Skywalker, then Force Awakens. I think that's pretty uncontroversial. Yeah. Then I'm going to go, and here's where you and I would, would, sure. would will, can get into this. And now, keep in mind, once I've listed those three, the, the quality gap is huge. No yep. explaining. Let's go. Uh, I would say Episode 2, Clone Wars. Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Episode one, Phantom Menace. Uh, then, honestly, episode four, episode no, episode five, episode four, episode six. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, let me let me clarify that it's the episode six no, no that is not specialized. Okay. Jason, you got to give your your ten. You're you're oh. listening. All right. So uh, I'm just gonna same first three, uh, and then I would say I would go uh, episode two. Episode one, episode three, no, yeah, episode three, and then, yeah, six, five, four at that point. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us uh, for this episode. Yeah, uh, if you disagreed with anything we said, you know, you can send us an angry email or tweet. Yes. Uh, we are on Twitter at Dearly Debated, and we are also at dearlydebated at gmail.com. Yeah. So if you want to contact us, if you think of a topic you want us to cover, or if you just think we're hacks and you want to yell at us, that's great too. Yeah, so this is also Red Pill, The Matrix, 
Uh, I get it now. Well, I am Bruh. Greg, Return of the Prince, signing off. Nathaniel Davy Jones Levinson. See you next time. See you next time. Want to get seven streaming services for the price of one? Sign up for a smart bundle that'll stimulate your brain. Featuring CuriosityStream with the best documentary films and TV shows. Nebula for thought-provoking content from your favorite creators. And One Day University with the best lectures from the country's top professors. And so much more. It's perfect for families with all kinds of interests. And great content for kids. It also makes a perfect holiday gift. Now at 40% off, get all seven services for only $3.50 a month. Sign up now at SmartBundle.com.